0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: welcome to a new series here on the podcast this is stars and their cars i'll be honest it's a bit of a rip-off of Star and a Reasonably Price Car, the old Top Gear format. Mm-hmm. And as Tony identified, <laughs> this is your life. Literally, this is your life on like the old Red Book. Yeah, the in-depth <laughs> TV interview format. Yeah. Um, essentially, it's going to see us bring recognisable faces onto the podcast and ask them about their lives and their cars. Uh, and we're kicking things off with Jordan Banjo who UK viewers or listeners may be more familiar with than our global audience. Having said that, he is part of the global dance sensation, Diversity, uh, that one, Britain's Got Talent, oh, back in the late, 2000s or early 2010s i actually can't remember i it think he lot. did say it when we yeah he did say it but it was a long time ago it's a long time ago mm. uh, but now he's the presenter of one of the uk's biggest radio breakfast shows kiss fm's breakfast show alongside another diversity member perry um he's appearing currently here in the uk on the i'm a celebrity sort of legend series because he was on i'm a celebrity about seven years ago done it before yeah done it before uh yeah. he's a hilarious guy yeah. and we had a great time chatting to him Got some really interesting insights as to what it's like to be a a breakfast radio presenter. Yeah. uh, A a member of a world-class dance group of which your brother is the leader. um, And then also a petrolhead and and a petrolhead dad. (laughs) Because at the time of recording, he was expecting his third child. He's just had it. Yeah, literally just had it. So uh, Yeah, we had a really, really good time. So we're hoping you're going to enjoy the first of a new series, Stars and Their Cars, featuring Jordan Banjo. Hello on and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm Sam from the YouTube channel seam 2 glass I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales, And you can watch us each week. We hope you enjoy the episode.
2: Lovely setup, to be fair, dude.
1: While you say this, It the setup looks great this way Spoiler, right. yeah not this way <laughs> <laughs> not that way and, no. and, and i've made a lot of effort today to tidy up that way because you were coming in no mate yeah. so yeah.
2: it looks good it looks, be- it looks better than what i would have done so to me wicked
1: it's kind of you to say it's probably the most artistic i've ever been
2: you
1: know? <laughs> but he's used to a proper studio like, i know that's you know, why, that's why that's i trying to yeah. tidy the place
2: up do you know what but to be fair. Bearing in mind, me and Perry have zero control over anything at KISS. But like we're okay. presenters there, but this is your setup. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If it was my setup at KISS, Oh, it'd be awful. It'd be a couple of beanbags. There'd be Domino's boxes everywhere. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be brilliant. It would barely have microphones. We'd be recording straight into our phones. We'd be voice be notes amazing. on WhatsApp. No, it'd, it'd be awful. Super laid back breakfast. <laughs> up, like, hey guys, what's hey going <laughs> on? Different start time every day.
1: Is it quite... So yeah, the start time's got to be quite intense, right? You were saying before, quarter to four, to jail. Or four? What time do you Yeah, wake? so
2: I, I, I wake up about quarter to four. I get picked up like just after four-ish. Picked um, up, yeah. yeah. No, that is
1: a joke. Now you know we're with a star. No, no wait, wait, hang on, hang on. on. <laughs> it's, got,
2: it's got proper blue tick and everything. Shut up. <laughs> Do you know what? I generally in London, right? Especially after the show, um, it, it would be easier to it'd be easy to get the to get the train out, right? Because the, the traffic in and around central, you guys know, it's it's, it's a nightmare. Me and Perry are out in Essex, so getting to and from is a bit of a nightmare. But at that time in the morning, we physically just can't get in any other way apart from taxis um, and driving every single day is an absolute nightmare by the time you pay about the four million charges yeah. you have to pay to be in Central London. <laughs> so we'll be, be doing the show for free, so there yeah, be no point. Literally um, no point. So yeah, it is, it is a super early start, but um, now you get used to it, right?
1: And actually that's the, that, that can be our first... Car question, I suppose, because I suppose you've ridden in the back of quite a few different cars. Yes, yes. Are you now a chauffeur snob? So when a car turns up, you're like, oh, frick, not a 7 Series. <laughs> oh,
2: uh, you're, you're a tall guy. Do you know what? Yeah, my, my favourite car to be in is a Viano. I'll be honest. P- purely, because, purely because of the size of it, right? I hate being a passenger. Absolutely hate being in a passenger of any Tesla. Can't stand it And I know like There's a bit more room At the back Because obviously All this is taken out And all that kind of stuff I feel Even though I've got An electric car now do no, you, know, you haven't. I have. Have you? Do you not know I've got an e-tron GT as my ah, daily? Oh my do you God. God. Own it? No. That do you know what? Do you know what, Sam? Can I ask you a question? Why do you have this troll on your podcast every day? This guy, honestly, any car I talk about, I'm literally a shivering wreck when I, before I mention any car around Tony. Unless, unless it's a Porsche, it's game over. Yeah. He's going to dig you out regardless. Or Ferrari. Or Ferrari, yeah, yeah. of course. No, course. No, no,
1: I genuinely regret ever even making contact with him <laughs> I <laughs>
2: Let alone having a podcast with them. It's a disaster. Um, but, you know, being in the back of Teslas, um, I don't know why. I just immediately feel sick. Okay, so really? I think, genuinely, I think it's obviously it's like the power delivery is so different. Everything about it just makes you feel a bit weird. But, I feel each- sick before I get in one. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, I do have an electric car myself. Do, do you
1: think Tesla drivers are partly to blame? Because I feel like there's something in a Tesla driver where they're always determined to prove to you that their Tesla is great.
2: I think <laughs> Tesla drivers, you can't blame them for how they behave because they're probably scared that the door's going to fall off every time they accelerate <laughs> because the strong. build quality on them, no offense, every Tesla, I've never been in a Tesla and not felt like I'm going to go, element and something's going to crack as I move. But yeah. if they are, the build quality is not brilliant. Well, you've Brilliant. come on the right podcast
1: to talk about that. Uh, but yeah, so let's come on to it. Then you got yourself an electric car, so not a Tesla. Yeah. An e-tron GT. Yes.
2: Uh, so I've got an e-tron GT uh, as a daily. Um And do you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. It was a little bit of an adjustment. I got a charger put in at home, but before that- Perfect. Uh, nightmare. Before that was an absolute nightmare because like- I know there's chargers everywhere, but you pull up to one. Everyone wants to go to the fast charger in your local area. There's a queue. Like, it's so weird to think, before getting petrol was like, you pop out, you get fuel, you come home. Now, it's like, I have to plan an hour of my day to charge the car.
3: Unless you're not doing the mileage, and then, obviously, in the morning, you've got a full tank of fuel to drive off in,
2: which, which, now, which is a benefit. Now, it's very lucky. I've got I've got a charger at home. I don't do crazy miles during the week because, of, um, because I'm always... Working at Kiss, I mean Central London, um, and then on a weekend I'm with my I'm with my wife and kids, and we we drive the her car, which she, she's got she's got a Sport Range Rover Sport, which is nice. And then I do have a I do have a, a car that it, do you know what? it's been it's been in storage since December. I haven't got it, but I've got I've got a GT three. Good so, man, I've got a GT three. Oh, so, proper so, car. Did yeah. Tony bully you into buying that? Do you know what? <laughs> do I, I'm not even gonna lie. The day I got it, I, this this is genuinely gonna sound like a lie, but I promise you now. Before I upload a picture of a car. I genuinely think, what is Tony's comment going to be? <laughs> what is Tony? Gonna, because only, it, won't, it won't only be people think, oh, Tony's just doing this because he thinks he's funny on social media. No, no, no. I'll get a phone call. Be like, what you done that <laughs> for? And I'm like, come on, Tony. But mate. you know,
3: you know, his criteria used to be right. He would only buy a car if it was £999 deposit <laughs> and £999 a month.
2: There you go. <laughs> and, That's the criteria. And,
3: and, and all the Porsches went abnormally over that. So I could never
1: say to him, just go and buy a Porsche. Yeah, but £999 a month. Perfect. That was my deal. Yeah, that was it. how, But honestly, there's something in that. It's like the man maths, right? It's like that mentality of like, Literally. what can I justify? Yeah. You go, right, my limit's a grand. What's the
2: best car I can get for a grand? That's it. Yeah. That, that that was it. And the that, that, Generally it was funny Bus because past. I talked to Tony and Bus he he, <laughs> he would give me suggestions at the time and talk me into it. And the fact is I know Tony knew that he knew that I knew I was never going to do it so he would talk to me and go why don't you look at this I'd go
4: yeah yeah, no, sure.
2: yeah. yeah look at it I'll get some figures on it nobody's going to be over a grand not happening mate not happening but um, yeah branched out since then luckily I can
1: totally sympathise with you because that man sitting over there bullied me into buying a McLaren yes. what well, oh, at least I... I didn't do that to you <laughs> yeah, I was about to say honestly, I was like two years into YouTube I made like a tiny bit of money Your green I was like, one I remember yes. it was be- I, I, I loved that hey, car great car for a short period of time but the I financially was not in a position, and we went to the dealer, and Tony was like, I'll oh, bring him the special coffee, put him in that special room." And the whole time, Tony was going, oh, Sit there be good, wouldn't it? Oh, that MacLaren! Wow, look at you in a MacLaren!" And I walked out, and I went, "Mate, I can't do this," and I had a panic attack at the traffic lights. In Genuinely did, yeah, really. really? And a proper, so a proper panic attack. And I called my dad. I called my dad. I dad. I don't know if I should spend it. I called my now wife. I was like, "At least just going ignore them, mate. Ignore yeah. them. You only live once." Ha <laughs> ha what yeah. a all, awful advice. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Awful advice. Really awful. Not a friend. friend. But look, okay, let's let's wind it all the way back because yeah, you're clearly a car guy and and got a very interesting taste in cars, supposedly mm. according to Tony.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: but where did it all begin? Have you always been into cars, or did it come late? Where did your interest in cars start?
2: Do you know what my interest in cars? It's going to sound so random. Like my, my older brother Ash, right? He's the one who's always loved cars. He's always been obsessed with cars. He's he's got a couple of classics. Like he's he's always really been like that sort of way. You should have got well, him in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got the wrong one. got the wrong one. Got the wrong one. But unfortunately for Tony, he's only got my number. So he only managed to get me in. Um, so for me, it was kind of, this sounds a bit weird, but sort of like following him. Like I, I liked cars a little bit and stuff. And then when I remember seeing the launch of the... Uh, the first ever LDR8, right? Okay. And then there was a TV show on BBC, it's going to sound so random, it's not 2006, it was called Survivors, and they had like a bunch of different like characters in it, and one of the characters was like this rich playboy type guy, and he pulled up in this like, in this R8, and I was like, I was obsessed with it so how old have I been at the time like 13 something like okay. that okay okay um, you two are
1: a similar age I think uh, how old are you
2: now I'm 30 how old are
1: you oh no I'm older. I'm 33 yeah oh, okay, but yeah. I had a similar I had the exact same thing with the Nicolas Cage film called The Family Man great okay. film by the way rom-com with Taylor Leone what a babe and, uh, <laughs> at the start of the film he's playing this like cool wealthy bachelor he's a bit of a dick he's like shagging around town but he's rocking a Ferrari 550 and okay. that was like my the start of my love for Ferrari road cars because obviously when you're like 12 or 13 you're like that's a lifestyle I want. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> that's the one. Yes, yeah. please. In
1: hindsight, you're like, oh no, he was portraying a really awful human being. But at that point, you're like, yes, that looks amazing. So I get,
2: I get why that show started your passion for the RA. You know what? That's so funny because you never really think about that stuff as a kid. Like you always say, that's what I want to be. You don't actually think about the entire lifestyle that yeah. comes with You sat next to your mum who's probably just big, like really, like really trying to raise you to be a good person. <laughs> you're like, See that guy's treating every woman like, like shit yeah that's what i want to be like you're the
1: only <laughs> misogynist <who's literally laughs> gonna have the whole narrative art through the film is him <laughs> realizing that life is not about money and wealth. And you're going oh, i want the money and
2: give <laughs> me the car give me, me the car quickly quickly but um, yeah so that's when the sort of say the love of cars kind of started from um and then we won britain's got talent and before that you know like as you're building up to get to you sort of uh, in your teenage years you're like 15 16 everything becomes about when I dropped, when I passed my test, you want to pass your test when you want to get your license, right? And we I, we won Britain's Got Talent when I was just doing my GCSE. So I was 16. Wow.
3: Unbelievable.
2: And then, so well, 14 years ago now. Uh, so then I passed my test around the sort of time when I started earning a little bit of money. I was going to college at the time as well. And the funny thing is, right, I, I remember the conversation clear as day. <laughs> my dad was sat there. My mum was sat there. Not too dissimilar to how we are now. And my dad had a brochure for this block of new build flats in Basildon, near where we lived. And he said, I think it's a very, very good idea that that bit of money you've saved up, you you go and buy that flat. Yeah, go we and buy We went it. and viewed it. Sure. My mum came with me. I was sat there much, so you You had a pa- panic attack, thanks to Tony, yeah. I was sat there going, this was like, such a big big deal, I'm really scared, like it's going to be a property, I was like, I, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to, buy this right now, how are we going to have to work, it? I'm only 17, all these big conversations, we're going to work everything out, I went, yeah, I walked out of there, I went straight to Southend Audi like a dick, and bought an Audi A5, did you buy that? An- <laughs> I bought no property, and just like squandered the money, that seems like a better that's investment, what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, that's what I did, yeah, but it, at that age, how much fun can you have in an investment property? Do you know what I mean? That's a tough stuff. Good idea from your parents. Like, Tony, Mm -hmm. I bet you'd be well behind that, right? Investing in property? Yeah, of course. Rather than a car. Like, great idea.
3: Although I invested millions of pounds worth of cars. But yeah, you're right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My Audi A5s, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it's hard to, yeah, motivate yourself at that age. A car's always going to seem way more exciting. And the Audi thing is interesting. So weird sub-story, your brother was working on a TV show, a dance show, god! Um, oh the guys god, on yes. Coyote
2: Ugly and- um, uh, Adam, Garcia Adam Garcia and, and, uh, and Kimmy Wyatt, yeah. yes.
1: So in my life prior to YouTube, I was doing unit publicity for that show, so I was part of the PR team for that show, and they were doing one of the sort of moments, because it was like a
2: Britain's Got Talent, but
1: just for dancing, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Because he's uh, older than you, your brother, right? Yeah, he's a few years older. Yeah, he's, um, yeah. he's 34. Yeah, 34. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: so I don't know. I must have been only about 23 or 24. And they were doing these li- live audition days. And your brother rocked up in an R8 GT. Yeah, wow. Wow. dude. Y-R8 wow. GT. I've got a picture of it somewhere. I actually posted it. Not that. I'm about four years ago. I posted it on my Instagram. It's like, oh, look, an R8 GT. Never really mentioned who it was or, yeah, or how yeah. I got the photo. But at that time, I was like, Oh my God. So I was supposed to be doing unit publicity. I spent the whole day drooling over this
2: R8 GT. How come he was into Audi's? Well, this is a funny story, right? When he saw that, that guy as well, he was like, that car is sick. So the R8 just launched. And we said to each other, before we're 30, this, this sounds so funny now. You sound like such idiots. But obviously I was what, like like I said, 13 at the time. He said, before we're 30, we want to have a big house that has gates on it and we both got to have R8s. <laughs> he got there a bit sooner than yeah. I did, to be fair, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think he bought his first R8 when he was like 19 or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I was, I was there in the A5. Because again, funny story about one-upping me, right? We turn up to this showroom.
3: one up in me? Wait, <laughs> he,
2: he proper one to me, right? So we turn up to this showroom and we've gone in Sorry, so we got into the showroom. Um, And a a guy greeted us, his name's Russell, right, who I'm still really good friends with to this day. He sold me my eTron GT, which Tony's going to. Oh, he's your friend, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) There we go, I was waiting for the joke.
4: Um,
2: So he's greeted us, we've gone in there, and I said, Yeah, look, I'm going to like be buying my first car. I'd really like to put an order in for for an A5. And he was like, Oh, okay. So, uh, well, I went in there for an A3. He convinced me to look at an A5, going around, and and this whole time there was a, a Sepang Blue v10 plus all right and a Ooh. manual v10 plus and it, ju- it just uh, the v10 had just been released because it was only originally it was only the v8 right yeah. Yeah, yeah. um and i could see my brother over there <laughs> sniffing around it and i was like don't do this to me <laughs> i was like please don't do this to me and i literally remember walking up to him pulling his sleeve and being like Ash, this is my day don't you? Yeah, so yeah, even, yeah. Even, even, of course not of course not bearing in mind I ordered this car then I failed my test so <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't even pick the car up you so hadn't I, even passed your test I ordered it before I passed so I was that confident I was going to pass my. then I failed my test didn't pass till like the end of July so they were like oh well look we've got the car here we'll hold on to it so you can, um, it can be registered on the new plate in September. Lovely. So I was like, okay, cool. We'll do that. So once I passed my test, the the day after I passed my test, I remember thinking, oh, I wish I had that car. And I shouldn't, but I'm going down there anyway. Do you want to come down and see if your car's there? And I went, why are you going down there? <laughs> so I was like, why are you going down there? He went, no, don't worry. No, do you want to come down? I went, okay. So I went down there, saw my A5 all wrapped up. Knowing it's going to be another like six weeks before I can pick you up out of the showroom he just rolls out in that blue oh that that's a pang blue done V10 yeah he dubbed me he, he dumbed. me I was, I was wondering why they were being so nice to be on the phone about my <laughs> A5 it mean, being so lovely because you're buying an R8 yeah literally but, um, that's a yeah. perfectly move though isn't so it so that R8 GT was the first R8 of, of many for us he's had loads mm. of R8s because okay. I think he just loved them yeah, he just really yeah. really enjoyed them as a car
1: We are very happy to say that this episode has been sponsored by Masterworks. They're back, Tony. Yeah. We love a bit of Masterworks, don't we? We do, yeah. Uh, If you guys don't remember, Masterworks did previously sponsor an episode. Essentially, they let you invest in fine art that's usually worth millions of pounds. We spoke about it before. We always like the idea of investing in art because, well, we keep seeing these articles about how values are just insane of Monet pieces and... That's about the only artist I know. I'm not
3: really- <laughs> yeah, you know it, but you couldn't have one. Yeah,
1: I don't know a lot of art. And I, li- I like more modern art. I'm not so good on the classics. But, well, Masterworks have a whole range. They invest in, as I say, proper pieces of artwork, from Picasso to Monet and to modern artists like Banksy. They have nearly 700,000 users and over $700 million has been invested in in the platform to date. Now, they sent over some stats because, since we last did an integration, they've actually done another sale. And that sale hands back a realized profit of 15% after just 36 days. Wow. I mean, that's better than most of your cars, I would say, right? Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. uh, It's well worth going to check out to say, if you're someone that's appreciated art, but felt priced out because of the insane values, or someone that's looking to invest money and gain returns, like the ones we just mentioned, go and check out Masterworks. We're very grateful for them for sponsoring an episode.
3: How how did diversity come about? I know your brother kind of started it, and then yeah, yeah. How, how, so, did, how did
2: you form as a group? <coughs> so my mum, uh, well, it goes back even further. My dad used to be a used to be a pro boxer. Yeah. Owned a boxing gym in uh, in Dagnum. Yeah, um, and then he he retired from boxing, started selling secondhand cars, uh, and my mum, when she was younger, she was in the uh, she was in the Royal Ballet, right? So she was always been a dancer, and uh, my dad said, "Well, look, I'm I'm not boxing anymore. No one's coming to the gym." I'm going to... Uh, I think we should change this to a dance studio. So she's could
3: And da- you could already dance or...
2: By this point... I'm, I'm not even born at this point. Oh, right. oh, this is oh wow. Years okay, ago. Oh, right. like 30 odd years ago. Wow, wow. So my my, my mum starts this little dance studio. Um, and then my brother's already born. Then I'm born. And she's teaching all the classes and stuff. And then my mum had a couple of knee injuries like I did. retiring from dancing. So from when my brother's about 13... My brother is, my mum's doing all the admin and stuff, but in terms of classes, my brother's running this dance school. Wow. He's like 13, 14, teaching every class. Out of passion, or because it was like, you you, he he just loved doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Someone needs to bring in the money. No, he just, but yeah, he just loved it as well. And he could dance then. Yeah, so he'd been taught from my mum, and sort of like, you know, going to different events, and like watching stuff. Now on YouTube as well, man, you can learn anything you want to learn, right? So um, he he started teaching, um, and then slowly but surely, like some of the boys had been there, like from when I was like, I've known a couple of boys for like 28, 29 years. Yeah, like since I've been like a little baby. Yeah, you know? and yeah. Uh, before we knew it, we we kind of all got to that age where my brother was about to do his masters in, I think it was in physics. I was about to do my GCSEs. All the other boys, because I'm like, believe it or not, one of the younger ones. Um, a lot of the other boys were starting to get jobs, and it was like, okay, look, you're at that stage now where you're either gonna carry on with dancing, make a career of it, or you're gonna sort of just pack it in as a hobby. And I think we was going to go down the sort of pack it in as a hobby sort of thing, really. Fair. And then we- <laughs> no,
1: been a good idea. no Yeah, re- re- Reach for the stars, guys, re- reach for the stars. Follow
2: one of your dreams. Yeah, uh, the time. Yeah, 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 pack it in, mate, yeah, yeah smart. Can
4: you imagine uh, being with his daughter? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean?
2: Dad, I really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't no, do that. No, not a no. good idea. Get yourself, <laughs> be on- get yourself <laughs> beyond a desk, mate, put your head down. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, really funny story. My mum used to, we used to have fashion shows where we perform performing shopping centres. And a Britain's Got Talent scout on our last fashion show of that season where we was all basically going to stop dancing, come walking through and went, hey, guys, I, I work at Britain's Got Talent. We'd love you to come down and audition. And we was like, no, nah, probably not. One of them was like, oh, we might as well do it like a last hurrah, see how far we get. So they approached you? They approached us, yeah, yeah, yeah. And j- then. But how did, how, did, how did they know that you were. They didn't. A- that's what I'm saying. By complete chance, this scout was walking through a shopping centre. Wow. She was from Manchester. she come down to Essex to, to visit her mum. And uh, she was walking through as we performed and went, oh, we're looking for some dancers. Come and audition. And we were wow. like, no, no, no. It's
1: the, it's the thing which I think maybe people didn't always realise or know about those shows is that the not every single act there had literally downloaded no. the application form online and decided no. to put
2: themselves forward. Even like now, like even see like shows like Love Island, right? I mean, I know it's a bit off topic, but like Love Island, you have producers and mm. casting members scouring Instagram yeah. for people who seem that like they've got a bit of personality and look a certain way, bang, and they'll DM them like, we'd love to come and audition for Love Island. Yeah. That's, it's not just loads of people. Going, oh, I want to be on it. It's like you get a process shows like yeah, that. And yeah, and that's, that's what happened with us. They so. took
1: it a bit far, didn't they? At one point it got a bit scandalous towards the end of, of X Factor, and in recent seasons, Britain's got talent because you'd always see like it's this random act from Romania. That, yeah, <laughs> and <it> turns <laughs> out
2: they'd won in Romania's yeah. got talent five years before. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're really good, well, yeah, no wonder they've been in <laughs> Vegas for <laughs> the past six We've years. We've never had any success <laughs> <laughs>
1: except we're billionaires, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but but um,
2: it was yeah. a
1: lot more pure, I guess, when you guys did it, yeah, it was and just then,
2: super yeah. random. And then, look, here we are now, you know, we we went in, we in the same year as Susan Boyle, none of us expected to win, to be honest, you know, she was sort of like a powerhouse, no one was more surprised uh, than us when they announced our name, um, and then, yeah, we won, and then that year we went on tour, we've been touring every year since, bar COVID, um, and, you know, between TV shows, radio shows, bits, we've just been, not like, really lucky and just worked hard, and here we are, man. Have some of the group come and gone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. so when we first won, I mean, like a couple of the boys when we won were already, like, 25-ish, maybe. So, like, now they're, like, you know, near, nearing 40. A couple, of the, a couple of the boys, like, three of them were brothers. They left together. Um, a couple of the other boys sort of left over the years. So I think of the original 11, there's uh, seven of us left. Um, but, because, obviously, we all came from our mum's dance school, the members now, there's, like... So, for example, there's a set of twins. They're called Jordan and Shantae, who perform with diversity all the time now. They're now 21, when we first met them they were four because wow. they were just our dance school so like we never auditioned and brought new members in it just sort of became like oh do you guys want to come on tour this time or sure. do you want to do this? and it just sort of it's naturally sort yeah. of some people sort of left and got them, just moved into different parts of their life and other people have just sort of come up and that's how it's but, worked but
3: you, you, you obviously have to keep searching for talent because as, as you said like it's a young man's game right of and course there, yeah. there, there's going to be a time in your life where you won't be able to do it anymore mm-hmm. but, you know like you said there's already some of the stuff that you can't do anymore yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because Age catches up on you on And do you is. know, what? it's
2: not even just that as well. Like, I haven't really spoke about this to anyone, but the, the fact of the matter is like now I'm in a completely different point in my life. It was very easy for me before to pick up and go on tour for six months. Yeah. Like this year, for example, I've got a baby due in two weeks, but I'm meant to be another going on one. tour. Another one. I'm going on tour in late September and I'm meant to be on tour till April. Wow. Like if I if I do that. What, like, for six months, you're away, just gone. Consistent, that's, yeah, that's what happened. So, the hard part is, it's like now it's the, the lifestyle is really difficult because then I go, okay, now it's when we're in a place for two weeks at a time, moving the family up there with me to do that. Where we have like because obviously, there's like little breaks of so like a week off here, of 10 days here, making sure I can get back. Where some of the boys, it's like I say, it's like Perry, for example. I've got two weeks off when I have my baby from KISS. Perry's gone off to Miami. He's going to live it up. Like, he's a a young... Even though there's only three years between us. Oh, there's only three years. Only three years. But he's like... um, you can, like, by the time I was 27, I already had a baby and a second one on the way. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. Perry's like, he's y- more youthful. We're at that age, don't you find? But when you're in that sort of 25 to 35 age, you've got 35 year olds who are still going out every single weekend. They live in their flat, they're living there, like, they're doing their thing. You're like, wicked, mate, enjoy it. But you've got 25 year olds who were like me, who had two kids, a yeah. mortgage, and they will just work. Like, you're yeah. just in that sort of weird sort yeah. of age range. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, that So it's more lifestyle as well for me with the whole touring and stuff like that because it's just hard to be like, how long can I keep doing this even in regards to my own kids?
3: But also as well, because you're at that magic 30 now and you'll be able to associate to this, you've kind of found your feet and found your path in life yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So now, now you want a bit of routine, which, of you,
1: which you both
3: will which naturally what just kiss,
2: want. Which is why I love Kiss. That's yeah. what Kiss provides me.
1: When you first
2: got in one or drove one mm-hmm. did it live up to your hopes and expectations the first one i ever drove weird enough was the r8 gt okay. that was the first one i ever drove um, and then after that he um, he really wanted a convertible one and uh, he had a uh, it was a v8 spider and the only reason he drove it was because we all went out with his friends so it was me um all of ash's friends and one of his friends got so drunk i was meant to be giving him a lift home And he went... how would you
3: all get in a two-seater?
2: Well, this is the point, right? (laughs) I drove... At the time, I had a a free series that I'd I'd driven into central London. And my brother said, I'm scared he's going to throw up in my car. So let me drive him back in your car. And I went, okay. And I went, so who's going to take yours? And he just gave me the keys. (gasps) I literally had to do a two-hour drive back from central London in this R8, right? I have never been so scared (laughs) in my life. I was literally, like, shivering. But you know once you get that little bit of confidence after about half an hour? I got to the A13 within the speed limit. <laughs> but uh yeah, just opened it up a little bit and it was like it just blew my mind. Yeah. It was the first sort of supercar I'd ever been in and really really like driven for myself. And yeah oh, like you've you in them
3: all right. Do you
2: fit- know what the, the spider so I, I had I had a spider a couple years ago. I had a um uh the we like the carbon you know we yeah. have about 15 editions of oh, every yeah, single yeah, car yeah. It, it, it gets ridiculous so just
1: two seconds I don't want to interrupt with you too much but Tony once bought a standard R8 <laughs> and there was one called the Le Mans edition at the No, yeah, yeah 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 oh yeah and he stuck all the stickers on to make it out like it was a Le Mans edition <laughs> and like, put it on his website
2: everyone oh look it's a Le Mans edition but everyone believed it anyway <laughs> yeah. but that's the point they have so many yeah. different versions it was like so there's like the, the rear wheel drive the performance the V10 the carbon black edition the Vospray it's like mate it gets, it gets, gets ridiculous right but no you know what's to your question Tony I had a I had a spider uh, a couple of years ago and mate, every time I got in it oh, I was like imagine, this yeah. L- literally it's so small yeah yeah um, and I had a I had a hurricane for about four months <gasps> that's worse and, that Yeah, that mate,
1: so much
3: worse way worse Yeah, way yeah.
2: worse I literally but if I well, Sam you mean you were the same like similar height yeah. right? if I I could not sit up straight. I had to sit like a banana to yes. see out otherwise
1: <laughs> I couldn't see you submarine yourself <laughs> the, the
2: worst part was submarine. when I bought it the worst part was when I bought it I got in it. I never test drove it. I (laughs) bought it off this guy. I I went to pick it up and the moment I got in the car, I knew immediately I was too big for this car <laughs> and everybody went to me do you love it? And I went yeah. I just started trying to front it out I was like, oh, what a car yeah. oh, what a motor amazing. I love I love the driving position that's
1: what it is you're seeing a chiropractor every three days there's, I don't know why Hurricanes are so much worse yeah. than an R8 like, it's the roof because the roof slopes ah, down ah mm. okay so there's more because that's what it is right? Slanting roof if yeah. you drive a hurricane Spider, have you ever driven one of those?
2: I got in one at the shop I went to look at a, a, a Euro and when I got there I, I sat in the car and they said to me to sit in it as a laugh because I knew it would be too big and I was actually just looking over yes, the windscreen yes.
1: <laughs> if if you're our height, you look over the windscreen. It's insane. Bar. It's, I remember doing a drive from LA up to Monterey with a Hurricane Spider, and I bought goggles <laughs> <laughs> so that I could look over the windscreen bar. Like, it just seems dangerous otherwise. But yeah, that's there anyway. It's it's not good. People are height, supercars yeah. struggle.
2: Yeah, a struggle. A, it's a struggle. Unless it's Ferrari or Porsche, then you fine. or a McLaren actually. Yeah, look. McLaren's thing. I, I, yeah. I watched some. Um, I, I've never I've never owned a McLaren. Right, I've never owned one. I did. Oh, I nearly did, didn't I? I, yes. I said you won, not that long ago uh, getting your opinion on it yeah Um,
3: you don't need to say what it was because they all know what I'd have said
2: (laughs) (laughs) and then I started looking I started looking at um, like tutorial tutorial I started looking at reviews of them and there was a dude who was like I've lived with uh, my McLaren for six months and I'm a six foot six I was oh let me see and he looked absolutely fine Yeah, yeah and I think that's a very very niche and funny sort of requirement people at like me and Sam have to look for, which is, can I fit yeah, in I this car? Am going to to be
1: in this car because it's serious, <laughs> Otherwise, it just ruins the whole experience. But yeah, McLarens are very, very good for that. Okay, so we got the we got the A5. Yep. Obviously, your bros just ruining your life with R8s every day of the week. Yep. Yep. When would you say the first? It doesn't have to be supercar. But when did you find, like this proper first sports or yep. or supercar came along?
2: So after after the A five, I I stayed with Audi for ages. I think I owned like back to back like six different TTS. I kept buying just <laughs> different variations of TTS. It's it was basically really... an R eight, <laughs> exactly. That, in my head, I was like, it's like a baby R eight. But my first ever like I'd say proper car, um, <clears throat> funnily enough, Tony ended up buying from me. To be fair, was my I had a so how old I've been? It was twenty. 16, so I think I was 23. No, I was 22. Um, I had an AMG GTS, and that was like my first proper car, like in terms of, you know, like a super, like sort of super sports car. And you can
3: fit in them as well. They've got a lot of room as well, them AMG cars,
2: yeah. And I will say this now, going from a... Quattro two liter TT that you feel like Superman into buying a rear wheel drive AMG <laughs> GT as a freaky that you're gonna be absolutely fine as a 22 year old as well you know you you try and sharp a little bit you learn some lessons in that pretty sharpish I'll tell you that for <laughs> nothing you learn some lessons pretty quick it's a Larry Larry car very yeah. Larry yeah. so you know, it was when Paul had do you remember Paul had his blood red one oh yeah. my god we yeah. Remember it. That. yeah 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 he had the blood red one um and that me he said so I remember the day he got his wrapped. In that red, I had just got mine like d Chrome and stuff down at Dub Customs and we went and picked them up together. Okay. Because I was, um the, the car before that, I had a, uh, again, another TT uh, and I got it wrapped there. And coincidentally, I turned up one day at Dub Customs and Paul was there. Oh. I was like, oh, and that's how I met Paul and it was oh, just really random. Okay. And then he um, heard about my GT, I heard about his through Dub, and then we went and picked them up together and we shot a little video. It was really cool, man.
1: Do you remember... Was it before, oh, after the red when he yeah, when
2: he had that like dark chrome that he had to wax with like whale's oil? Sat, or satin but. black chrome he had. Satin sat bl- black chrome and I, it, don't get me wrong, it was cool, but I was like, for the work you're putting into this, bro, yes. wrap it Matt grey and be done with it. Because This is insane.
1: The stuff that he to explaining to me is like, oh, you have to get like sixteen tubs of Vaseline after <laughs> like
2: <laughs> four times a day, and I was like, what? And it's just black. <laughs> like, literally, black It wasn't. It. it yeah, yeah, he didn't do him any favours, man. That was a headache, that thing.
1: But quite a change as well from Audi to Merc, not yes. just to a powerful wheel drive sports car. Yeah. How did you bond with the whole Merc thing? Because it's like super different interface. and
2: Yeah, it was quite different, actually. Like you said, that was a weird thing. I think at the time, when you're that young, you hear like a... You know, like I used to do this all the time when I was younger, right? I would see someone's car and go, yeah, what litre is it? Like that was the most important <laughs> thing in What's the world. The MPG? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice, nice, nice. Um, so for me, it was kind of again referring back to Tony's famous: if it's not a nine 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 deposit a nine 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 amount car, but buying it, Merck used to have these crazy deals. Are they all households. have
3: though at some point. Though, they,
2: like- at some point they use and now obviously the whole the whole market's changed. It's not like this anymore. Uh, and you used to not be able to discuss it, but now it doesn't really matter because it was about eight years ago. Yeah. But um, I, for that car, I put three. Grand down, and I think I paid six hundred quid a month. Yeah. for oh a brand new God. AMG GTS. Yeah. that's why I bought it. Yeah, fair. I'll come clean because everybody looked at me like jeweled. What are you doing, <laughs> mate? How <laughs> you
4: this one like on?
2: hundred odd grand's worth of car here. Yeah? I was like, mate, I'm paying A4 money for this. Oh. It's insane. Yeah, well, I was paid yeah. six hundred quid a month. Don't get me wrong, six hundred quid. It's not a small amount of money, but for a GTS, yeah. for that kind Do you of, you I mean? It was, it was crazy.
3: And, crazy. Ba- and back then, as well, obviously they were the all these manufacturers. They were doing VIP deals for yeah. and that and that what you
0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at Byheart.com. He
3: was talking about, he's talking about the VIP deals and, and what really brought that to the, to the fore, if you remember, was... John Terry that time, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, and, yeah, he, yeah. and he got all his family, all the cars, yeah. Car. yeah. And they were all Mercs, and every uh. all his friends and family were all in these Mercs at stupid discount money. And then they capped it a bit, didn't they? After yeah.
2: that, and that, Tony's right because he got at one point he got so out of hand. Yeah, like, I remember, like like Tony said, people just buying cars left, right, and centre. I'm sure. talking at one point people were, uh, without naming names. <laughs> just people. Just people. <laughs> they were essentially, like they were getting their friends to open up like rental companies. They were, for, like, yeah. wedding stuff. So they would go and buy wow. 20 cars. Yeah. Like, so like imagine, imagine being able to buy a, an AMG G T because bear in mind you could get it on the on the finance, but think about the figures for that sort of car to be six hundred quid a month, how much discount you're getting off crazy money. So and pe-
1: guaranteed buyback, right? Like you basically you have yeah. it for like a year or two yeah. and you just yeah. give yeah. it back.
2: But if you wanted to, if you wanted to buy it out right there and then, you could. So let's say the car was marked up at like hundred and twenty grand, that's how much it was. Mate, the discounts to get those figures to where they needed to be, they were selling it to you for like seventy grand. Yeah. Oh my god. Like off the forecourt. Yeah. So yeah. people with the capital there would have go buy five of them out, right? Sure. I'm just that- renting that- them out. It was insane. crazy. So they had to start putting like different things in place. Um, and I remember I nearly missed out on a deal because they started saying you could only have, um, they basically gave like you generated a code against your name to okay. use for the discount. And you could only have two codes a year. And uh, they had a deal on a just before uh, the, the new shape of the G-Wagon. Uh, and they were trying to get rid of the G350s, they had a few left in stock. And I paid again, this is crazy. I paid uh 290 a month for a brand new G3 uh G350. That's insane. Yeah, man. 290 pounds a month. And I think I put a grand down. Oh, my, something God. like that, yeah, okay. dude. It's you insane. You just take those deals, right? Bro, and that's that's why I everyone's like, Why do you always swap cars so often at the time? And the reason why I had so many merchants back to back was just because the deals were so insanely good. But then yeah. I suppose the thing was, in a weird way. Tony knows this better than anyone as well. It didn't seem like a big deal, but let's say they did like 100 VIP cars, all of a, a G350 or a GTS, coincidentally, because those were all done within a month of each other as it was coming to the end of the year, there'd be a hundred cars of that model flooded and the price okay. went boom, boom, It just just tanked everything. Yeah. It was okay. so odd. Yeah. It was like a really weird, it was like this own little mini ecosystem of like sure. cars in there and it just sort of affected stuff on a bit of a bigger scale because yeah. if you get a hundred cars and suddenly they're asking 20 grand less than everyone else, the price for everyone just went like that. It yeah. was yeah. really, weird. It was yeah.
3: really yeah. weird. Yeah. And and the other thing they used to do as well, or uh, uh, well now they they tell they still do them VIP deals, but now you have to keep them for a certain term, right? So you and have to keep they're, they're them. And they're
2: the no two longer they're now. no longer PCPs. Like they're basically higher purchases. You, yeah. you just rent it for the yeah. thing and you give it back. Literally, which is yeah. smarter now, yeah. way smarter yeah. for them. It was yeah.
1: clearly somebody was helping their friend at one point and it got that out of the hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. hand someone, someone at Merck was like, oh, wow this is gone! <laughs> <laughs> I
2: can't rent this back, man. This has gone too far." Yeah. <laughs> but they were all
3: at it. They were all at yeah. it. Audi were at it. BMW were at it. Merck were at it. You know,
2: Audi were doing it for a while, but they stopped. I think after the must have been around so when was the R8 first like, like 2007 2006? 2007
1: 2008 was the original yeah. shape right, cool you
2: know? so <clears throat> around then so it would, it would have been about 2011 they stopped because they were basically giving huge discounts and practically giving R8s to footballers and then footballers oh. were going on night out, mm-hmm. And then every other week, you see an R8 right round the lamppost. Yeah, and yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. then they were like, that's it done. They, they it just anymore, pulled yeah. the whole deal. They just stopped yeah. doing it all together because of that. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, the VIP deals haven't really worked out for anyone. No. To be
1: fair. <laughs> 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 they just haven't really worked out. Uh,
2: but strangely enough, even
1: though you mentioned VIP deals, there have been manufacturers that are just trying to get cars gone. Like McLaren, for example, the famous one was the 600LT, wasn't it? Where they were doing like five grand in 900 quid a month, something like that what? for a 600LT. You missed out on that one. Indeed, also like, I told serious. you why didn't you ring me, mate? Yeah. <laughs> That's 15, It's under a grand. And I had the. You remember the new the the new shape NSX that was a hybrid? Yes. I had got for one of those brand new nine hundred quid in nine hundred
2: quid a month. Why was no one ringing me, guys? <laughs> why, why was no one ringing me? Well, I missed well, out.
3: Well,
1: hold on a minute. You didn't miss
3: out because you bought an Aston Martin on a similar deal. Do you I remember? did. Yeah, that Aston Martin was a grand in
2: nine hundred quid a month. Yeah, that. I mean, and I loved that car. Yeah. Did I really, you. I, mate, I loved it personally. Okay. I did, and shall i tell you what's hilarious about that car. Do you know? Only reason I started to go off of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's The only reason I started. I sometimes would walk out and go, yeah, maybe it's not that nice. No. Listen, <laughs> stop talking to him. Yes, yeah, him. Stop talking it's to
1: him because he him. has awful opinions on cars and he's a bully. Yeah. So yeah.
2: Just leave him out the of your the only time. Do you know? What? I felt like I felt like a, a, a kid whose dad had said I love you for the first <laughs> time when I, when I bought my uh, I bought my Turbo S and when I first bought my Proper Turbo car. S. That's it. That was the message I yeah. got. Yeah, that was yeah, it. I just yeah. got. Proper car And I was yeah, like yeah. Cheers Tone oh, yeah, I felt yeah. so happy That he gave his approval You know He did yeah. the
1: same thing With with the GT3 really? he? Well you've it's your first Proper car isn't it <laughs> I was like Mother Chucker <laughs> I got <getting> a Ferrari <laughs> And you forced me To buy a bloody no, McLaren really. What are you talking about But that yeah, is the, the first, first proper, proper, proper car
2: you've ever had How's he 3 Genuinely
1: If I'm really honest I haven't driven it Enough yet
2: Yep. To form a proper bond. Same. I'm going to be honest. Same. I've, okay. I've, I think I've done about. I think I've done about 300 miles Wait, in my one.
1: Is yours a nine nine two? Nine nine two. Nine nine two. PDK. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's PDK. Okay. No, no, no oh one got. Oh, okay. No, no, okay. no, no. He loves it. I. You're I not,
1: don't dislike it. I just prefer the manual. I understand G-
2: why, especially in the GT3, yeah. where it, where where it comes from. People say manual. I'm too lazy, so I did go for a PDK. I'll be honest. T- totally to fair. There.
1: And I I do I completely get it. It is different horses for different courses. When I did the bit before talking about... It's just what what you prefer. But anyway, that car's a weird one where do you not feel like it's a (laughs) bit like... It wants you to drive like a nutter? Of course. It just wants all the revs and all the corners. Yes. So like... I, I did the trip at the start of the year. I drove it to Austria and back, and I loved it. I was like, "This is amazing!" I was flat out on the on the autobahn. I was messing around in the snow. Since then, I've done about three hundred miles around town, and I'm like, every time I get, I'm like, oh, "I just want
4: to Literally, so
1: so <laughs> I can't wait to do that, which I'm going to do very soon. But that's why I feel like I haven't formed that like emotional yeah. connection with it yet.
2: I will say this: the reason why I love my GC three so much is because it's the it's the first car of that sort of. Um, sort of like my AMG GT and upwards level Sure, that it either hasn't been a cancelled order on a deal and it's really like that I've I've gone into the showroom I've sat down I've spec'd everything myself I've waited for it and every other car I've had has sort of been Joe, this is here if you would like it sure." that was what sort of happened with my Turbo S I knew a guy down at Porsche and it was at the time when they were saying oh 12 to 15 months all this time waiting and I was like oh I, was like, I really want a Turbo S and he rang me like, I've got a cancelled order do you want it beautiful spec sure. I loved it but it sort of it sounds silly to say. It, sort of, it takes the magic away a little bit, you know. When you're sat in there yourself, they, they bring up the computer, and you're literally picking, like, even down to the stitching, yeah. what you yeah, want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, so yeah. Okay, that's So got,
1: now, now you've teased us. What, what did you do? What, what, what was
2: your spec then? So it, do you know what? I wish I wish I could have said it was anything that like, it was really really jazzy, but it wasn't. No, so, no but it's your spec. <laughs> that's yeah, the whole so point, right? Essentially, it was uh, I went I went jet black on it. Okay. Uh, jet black paint, so the metallic paint, and I just put like a child. Because somebody doesn't really matter, to, I put as much carbon on it as I could. Yeah. I was like carbon everything. <laughs> I was just like, get as much carbon as possible, please. Um, and then I had like a the racing yellow, everything that could be racing yellow to accent, like so from the stitching to the seat belts okay. to the, the clusters like, to everything. I had everything like that. So it, it, it's basically black and yellow spec, it's like a Batman kind of spec, um, which
1: is exactly how I would have it. Well, and well, have we talked about? My, my one, yeah. <laughs> no, no. So so uh, shock horror, everyone. You've actually got three nine nine two GT three sitting in front of you. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> you just went and bought one. When? <laughs> Last week. What? What's your spec? Same as yours. Basically, same as yours, but swap yellow for
3: blue. He's oh, got lovely. A bit of, He's got The bit of, shock bl- blue. I've got a bit, a little bit of bits. It's all black car with the with all the all the bits on it. Ceramics, club sport pack, carbon
2: seats, yeah. all the carbon on it. I will say this: the club sport pack. Right, it's funny. That was one thing. Talk about our height. Do I get, like, the bucket seats in this? And I was like, I know for a fact it's going to be more comfortable just to get the normal seats. And obviously, I still got a club called <laughs> packing in the Bucket Seats. Of course, I still do. What do you, course, have you got in yours?
1: Went comfy. Say I went it.
2: comfy. Do you know why? Because
1: once you're in those bucket seats... Fantastic, mm. and they look the bomb.
2: Dude, getting in and out, though.
1: getting in and out. I, I just my legs. I can't give myself. Take it. A, I give
2: myself a dead leg every yeah, time yeah, I'm getting yeah, into yeah. the car. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It's <laughs> the truth. It's the truth. <clears throat> so I
1: just. I went. Uh, mine is as touring a specification as you could. Like I have got no okay. roll cage, comfy seats, manual gearbox. Like, oh, it, it could be a touring, but yeah, you, your, your two cars are pretty damn similar. Actually, very similar. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I wanted to ask your, your guys' opinion on this. You know when you, when you go in and you spec the cars, you see the wheels that have, like, they have shark blue or gold red trim on them. What's your opinion on those wheels? Well,
1: Tony can tell you, because he's got shark blue on
3: his. But, wait, wait, have you
2: got, got the, the blue trim around the edge? What's but, your opinion on it? I,
3: I wouldn't have spec'd that. I would okay. have just had them all black
2: if I'd have spec'd the car, but I can't. it's a used car,
3: so... Yeah, I couldn't do anything about it.
2: That's what it reminds me of. No offence, Tony. You know when you you used to see the adverts, it'd be like they'd put on there to like stop you curbing your wheels. Yes. You just like, yes. It reminds me of that every yeah. time I see it.
1: That's it's, why it's things- a weird. Look. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess I actually quite like it on your car because it breaks up the colour. I'm not a uh, like black on black on black on black as your guy's. Well, that's did. why yeah. they do
3: it though, they do it to break the colour up. Yeah. So um you know, then you have to have blue seat belts and a couple of other bits blue for it to all tie in. So it yeah, does yeah. it does tie in. Have I you think-
1: got blue bits inside your car? Yeah. yeah. Oh lovely. Okay, yeah, that's blue cool stitching
3: cool. and Oh yeah, and, nice. Yeah, so it does all tie in. But I wouldn't have had the blue ring but
1: would you have a silver ring? No, I've had all, just, just all just black. black just right? like yeah. All black. black on like my black like on
3: my free RS. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly how my free RS was. Was yeah. all black with yellow. Oh,
2: yellow it lights. was Archie who was just purple, right? Yeah, Archie's yes. purple. And did was she all sort of wrapped in like a pink livery at yeah. some stage? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I remember. When about he was giving yours.
1: it large on social media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did the did the Merc like was there a moment? career-wise, that inspired... Because you mentioned, obviously, the 8.5 off the back of Britain's Got Talent. Mm. Did the Merc or any of those cars come like, oh, I've signed that deal, the Kiss, deal, or, or anything that went, I'm going to go buy the car again, or it's just slowly
3: built? Actually, while you mentioned Kiss, how did you get that gig? Do you have Kiss? to audition for, for no. stuff like that? Do you know
2: what? what? Yeah, sorry, man. I sort of just steamed over this podcast talking <laughs> absolute nonsense <laughs> the whole time. We haven't even spoken about anything you to speak about. Yeah, so uh, Kiss was a really random one, right? So at the time... I was, um, I was hosting a show on BBC with Alicia Dixon called The Greatest Dancer, which was really cool. was we having really loads of fun doing it. And um, me and Perry were approached to record a, uh, like a demo. So when you like, go for a, rec- uh, a radio show, you do like a little demo, like a dummy show. And uh, the Dying producers together. listen. And yeah. so yeah, together, yeah. And We hadn't done anything together since Nickelodeon um, when we worked on when we was a little bit younger. So he was like, oh, do you know what? It'd be quite cool to try something together again. Let's do it. So um, we recorded this demo. And we had a show, so funny thinking back to it now, because don't get me wrong, still a big achievement, but we had a show 7 to 11 in the evening on a Sunday. That was it. And I thought, honestly, mate, I thought I'd be, I thought it was Greg James. I thought <laughs> I absolutely cracked it. I was Jack like, look, look, look what I've done. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Mate, I don't know how many listeners we had, probably not that many, <laughs> uh, but we just really enjoyed it. And um, so we had that show. Then we got moved to breakfast on a Saturday. And during lockdown, um, they basically said, look, we want you and Perry to do the breakfast show. And you know like like you hear something, you kinda of go, Nah, no way. Because that once you rather than doing like an old gig here or there, to me I was like, This is sort of the next chapter of my life. I've still got diversity, but I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be able to do what I do and dance when I'm forty, 40, 45 years old.
3: Well, you've suffered a lot of injuries, right? Over I do the years. loads. Right? I've had
2: like uh, I've ruptured both my, I've had to have both ACLs reconstructed. I've broken this ankle. I've broken wrist. I've, I've had so many injuries yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and I, I, I can already not do some of the stuff I used to do, right? And that just sort of comes with the territory. Um, and I was thinking this is going to be, you know, in the next 10, 15 years, this can be my my day-to-day. This is yeah. what I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when they approached us about doing the actual breakfast show, I couldn't believe it. I was just so, so excited. And it's funny, it goes to show how naive we was. I remember it was in lockdown we got offered the job. Um, and obviously we couldn't go into the building to do any training, any practice, nothing like that. And we had never done at the time a live radio show. All of our shows had been pre-recorded. We'd uh. record them a couple of hours before and they'd get put out. Ah, is that um, how they work? Or, or of on like, some of the smaller shows. And because we was on tour and our schedules at the time, that's how it kind of had to right, work. So sure. maybe, maybe we'd do it on the day, maybe we do it a few days before. Just did you know lick that? it when we had time. I, I didn't realise that for some of the, yeah. yeah I, some I, of the smaller I, shows, sure. a lot of the bigger shows, no one will let you live. do that. Yeah, they yeah, everyone yeah. wants you to do it live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ideally you should always do your show live, yeah, just so yeah, you can yeah. be responsive and reactive yeah, yeah, yeah. to but, stuff. It, but
1: it makes sense for scheduling, especially when you've got different presenters exactly. coming in and things like that, yeah. Um,
2: so they I remember them I remember them coming in and we was on this Zoom calls, me, Perry, our now boss and another producer at the time, and I went, So who's gonna be um like driving the desk and doing all the stuff live? Because obviously we've never done it before and the show starts in two weeks, and they're like you. You are. And I was like, sorry, I was like, a minute, mate. we've never even done a live radio show. What do you mean drive the desk? And I'm like, yeah, no, you've got to do it. So we went in about five days before we, we went live with our first show and just had this crash course in, in learning the desk. And then ever since then, you just sort of learned on a job. I won't lie to you. There was, there's been a couple of times, how ridiculous does this sound? One time, I paused KISS FM. <laughs> Life. No. I pa- and I remember my little sister going to me, oh, I think I missed part of your show. I was so annoyed. My radio broke. I went, yeah. yeah, am to get you a new radio. Yeah, you need to sort it out. These, yeah. what, you Shut just up. press the button. But literally, so they, you, you can literally pause the whole station. And I paused it. So we went, we was trying to demo something because we were going on tour. So they set up sort of like a fake program of what it would look like. Sure. But it looks just like our real one. Me not knowing our producers put it back to the real one, I've gone, yeah, we're done with this, is mate? Bang. Just pause, hold the kiss. And then we've started going, so when we're on tour, how are we going to work the structure? Are we going to have an end? Having this full-on conversation for about five minutes. And I went, where's the music? There's no output. And then I realised I'd paused, I'd paused kiss. Ah, oh. Yeah, mate. So,
1: because to explain to people, to <coughs> driving a desk, so essentially as a presenter, you're there and you're, in control of fading music in and so out, so fading music tracks. in and out,
2: your ads, your well, what, like, sound not, effects, it, your, everything, sound effects, your callers, my like Perry, my co host, everything like that. You sort of do, even like, um, like Sig, obviously, you, we have like a you have producers who work in there with you, and they do, mate. The show would not work without our producers, so big up to producer Rob, producer Jay, producer Grace, all of those. Other, um, but so they're
3: the team, they're the team behind, so so do you sit down every day or every week and say right this is what we're going to talk about like this week like a content
2: week. sort of thread that, yeah. is that how it works so essentially right. like every morning we get in so the show starts at 7 we'll get in at 6 and we'll have like a sort of like discuss a plan but sort of throughout the show and afterwards we'll sort of go right. so next week what's going to be like a, a content thread for us and so like a random one was like a few weeks ago, I got a vasectomy right so that became a flipping <laughs> in, that became a content thread <laughs> and like I remember you like great it, guys thanks that was but, the whole plan with this that was the reason <laughs> I did it but <laughs> it's hilarious because like they there'll be certain things they just won't tell me about as well so like i'll come in to sit down and then like part way part way through talking live on air perry gets out one of them and some of his candy thongs and he's like well, maybe you should wear this when you get your first and they'll just do random crazy yeah, stuff yeah, like that yeah. like loads of things always happen like when i got married um that week before so for my stag girls they're just chatting on radio and all of diversity obviously not, i didn't know half seven in the morning just come running in wearing masks of like my wife and, and i'm like what the hell's going on Got abducted mid show. They just flew me out to Ibiza, and then on Friday I had to do the show live from Ibiza, completely hungover. Oh my God, the day amazing. before they they'd throw me off a crane. They locked me in a nuclear bunker, hundred feet underground with fifty zombies in the pitch black. <laughs> they did like literally. They went all out for my stage. Kiss and and my brother just went all out for my stage. That's crazy amazing. stuff. And really I remember cool. now thinking back to it. One of the more uncomfortable moments of my life was being about three days. Barely any sleep, super hungover, sat in Ibiza on Calvin Harris's farm, wearing a <laughs> wedding dress with a broken strap, having to interview Calvin Harris. And be like, "So, Calvin, you got new music coming out?" <laughs> Honestly, mate. And I look back now, I'm like, "What happened?" And then I got tasked for the stag do. I had to steal something from Calvin Harris's farm, and I just left with this gigantic courgette. I don't know where I found it, mate. It's about this. It was like two foot long. <laughs> oh yeah, was just, just Yeah, do you know what? Kiss between Kiss and Diversity. It is a proper odd fast paced life, but we have a, yeah, we have a great time. I would say the only car that was like a landmark moment for me was the, was the R8. And that was because I said, I know it sounds so ridiculous because we said it when we were really young, but me and my brother said, before we were 30, we'll both have r rates and you know, buy these dream houses, right? And um, when I bought this, it, so it was 2021, 20, so I would have been 28 at the time and I was moving house. So we... I've got obviously my wife. I've got two. I had two kids at the time. I've got a third one on the way now. But basically a football team. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Building up there. You're getting a piano next. Aren't you? <laughs> exactly. And I basically said, look, it's now or never. I'm moving house. So the day that I moved house, honestly, now I think back, right. I don't know how she didn't murder me. My wife took our two children and the movers was doing the whole movie and I was sat in an Audi showroom with a latte picking up my R8. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story well, that, you really? the day we moved house so did she know that? yeah yeah I pulled up on the drive in it so she knew where I was going and I had sold it to her it's my childhood dream that's this car and I can't I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, I cannot believe she let me get away with that I cannot believe so when she was there with the movers, this and that I pulled up on the drive and obviously to my kids as well I am like a superhero yeah. pulling up in an R8. so they're like oh my god <laughs> and like no longer do they care about their mum trying to show them their new rooms and like who's been working really hard all day. they were just both sat in the car outside and, and my and wife was on the drive like yeah literally <laughs> and 2021
3: she wasn't your wife then either no, was she no so we,
2: we wasn't married then so she still had time to get out and she didn't wow. so that's good wow <laughs> wow that I mean so I picked up the GT3
1: when my baby was three weeks old
2: <laughs> wow so wow.
1: we like our wives should hang out yeah they yeah, should they put up with a lot to do with class mate they put with a lot love that yeah, it's incredible um okay so you've ended up so GT3 and e-tron gt that's the current yeah and
2: then yeah yeah that's the current yeah. thing well i do have a um i i, I have a uh an s <laughs> rage xkr right, randomly what right. where yeah. is that yeah what is what? Th- what's so random so let me explain why it's, it's a really random car and i just think they look sick right obviously it's got oh, those, but that supercharged v8 it sounds quite cool what happened was when we were really really young um Oh, it's about to sound like an X Factor sub story here. But like loads of people, like didn't, lo- didn't have a lot is that of money. How you and want stuff. It? X-Factor? It, that's <laughs> how to, I'll crack this story out. This is what I want it for us. The producers <laughs> loved <laughs> this one <laughs> They absolutely loved it. Um, but on, on a serious, we didn't have a lot of money and this and that. And my dad owned a um, a second, a second-hand sort of like car lot. Uh, anyway, long story short, somehow he comes into possession of this of this S-Reg uh, XKR, right? And um, he couldn't afford to keep it, couldn't maintain it. But it was sort of like, it was his dream car at the time. And we were just, again, like my kids' reaction to the RA, when we saw this, we were like, oh my yeah. goodness, could not believe it. Uh, anyway, um, it had to go. And I found it years later, when I was about 22, 23, in complete, the exact car. I mean, like, dude, it had, uh, on the vents on the bonnet, there was moss coming oh, out of the wow. vents. Rats had chewed the seats. It was destroyed. It was destroyed. Anyway, I bought it back off this guy and uh, I, I, I rebuilt it. No way. Yeah, I have got, got, got it restored. So essentially, that's... I, I, I Literally, I never drive it. It's a yet. sentimental car. It's a, sen- it's a sentimental that's car. That's super nice. That's what. That's but apart from that, they're, they're the cars. Yeah, Tony totally yeah.
1: doesn't understand what a sentimental car is because he thinks anything older than three years is a pile of crap. Uh, <laughs> that's
2: not... Pretty, yeah. Yeah, 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 pretty, pretty much. Yeah. much yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I like that because, as you say, you're not really going to drive it, but it's just there for what it it's means there. to you, exactly. right? Yeah. And I think as if you're into cars there are those cars that mm-hmm. you know, the R8 has definitely been one for you in terms of your life but then also something like that I don't know why Tony you've, that's never yeah Tony you don't have that there's not one car for you no that's wrong mate because how many how many times it's before
3: have we said before about some cars that come on here and but I'm sending a 918 over...
2: Spyder or something, like that. <laughs> yeah. something like that. Yeah. Go, yeah You know, it means a lot to me and my family because <laughs> <Yeah>, we <laughs> bought a small village for it um, <laughs> you know I did have a vein when I made my first 10 mil but I sold
1: it and I now regret that so <laughs> oh, I, I had to sell my daughter last week because i wanted to laugh if if you could because the thing is i think if you if you genuinely cashed outright and you were like okay i've made i'm selling my business for 500 mil you might amass a collection and one of two of those cars may be more sentimental but you're not today going to go and buy yourself a Sierra Cosworth. I thought, I mean, you couldn't because they're a million pounds these days. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's a complete waste of money.
3: Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, who in their right mind would spend nearly a million quid on the Sierra?
2: Yeah, that's nuts.
1: But, but, so, do you know what I mean? Like, is no. there not? There's nothing that you would buy just to park up just to be like, because of what it represents in my life. I mean, pieces are bloody that, pretty much.
3: Oh yeah, maybe I should do that then. Remember, have piece just have a wall. And yeah, yeah, and just leave it forever. Then you have one of those. You yeah, like have mate. Jesus, but can I just say that was a stupid like, question. But I, I don't know why I asked. That. Can I just say, right? There are cars down the years that I do have some attachment to. One being the two hundred and five GTI, okay. the Renault five
2: Turbo. Okay. I EGT. Was it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> but there are, there are. Awesome, but I've had them, and I remember in general how bad they were back then. You Whoa, know what I mean? No. And people, and you they say go that up and. That's
1: Tony
2: the Hater. How, how have you know? found, how have you found. Cole Pinkerton of the, of, the, of, the auto, of the automobile world. That is what you have found right here The, the worst part is
1: we host an automotive podcast and one of the hosts hates cars.
3: <laughs> hates everything. Hates <laughs> it. Hates it. it. Hates it. Yeah. But they
1: weren't... You say that because you have hindsight. You know how much cars have developed and you knew if you got one in... Gone in one now, you'd be like, this is a pile of crap. But at that time, mate, you would have been loving those cars. Loved it.
3: And obviously the Subarus that I had and, and the RS Turbos back in the day and all the stuff I loved them back then, the V8 M5 manuals and and stuff. I had a I had a mid-engined. Um the Clio, the Clio
2: V6. The V6?
1: Yes. <gasps> those were just crazy, those yeah. things. I mean, who puts a bloody engine
2: in the middle of a Clio? <laughs> yes. It's just kind of fun. No. No, it's ridiculous. Isn't so it? One question then, one question, I guess, for all three of us. Tone, if you could have, of all your cars, right, that you've ever owned, currently own, okay, you can only pick one that you have to have for the rest of your life. You never have another car. You what, can one tell one he works it? on the
3: radio, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's now Chris interviewing us. <laughs> us. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what, what are you picking, though? What are you picking? Brilliant. You can That's tell that he's. He does it every day and he's actually better than
2: you us. i my relationship with my mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's about
3: to be, it's about to be last story, Sam. Watch out, uh, mate. Uh, sorry, can you repeat that? Because I didn't understand what you were trying to ask me.
2: Right. Okay, cool. So of all the cars you've ever owned and currently owned, yeah. you can only pick one car to own for the rest of your life. Pista. Pista, okay. Sam. Which Pista? Sorry, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, true. I'll add that to the... Yeah, can, I, what, can you describe these pieces to me? Why do I feel like I haven't seen the, the three of them? Because they so weren't he, he online. This so is no, when he decided
1: not? that he was going to go covert. Okay, I'm like, not going to show my cars anymore. Yeah.
3: Decide, <laughs> decide, it's, it's way more cooler for people not to know what I drive or yeah, what yeah, I,
2: I Yeah, true.
1: So. Go on, but remind, remind Jordan or tell Jordan about the specs of... So I had, I had a blue one
3: with tan inside. Oh, lovely. Okay. Light blue. Then I had a, a dark blue Spider which was tailor-made, which was lovely. That's the one I'd have. And then I had a grey one with black inside oh sick
1: yeah okay so you'd, nice. have the, you'd have the spider that would be the I'd have the spider the yeah, car. yeah. Okay. okay piece of spider Sam, what are you going for mate I, I mean I have to say sentimentally the 360 I've got the 2002 yeah. Ferrari 360 that is a pile of
3: shit shut, that
2: shut up. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought the way he started that series, he was going do you know what that is one car I would say nah he just slaughtered you again. I don't know why I ever expect good things of no, 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 this man, man. I awful, don't know why he's an awful human being.
1: <laughs> I, I, I have to say that but but the very close second is the Jaguar F-Type that's my dude
2: I yeah. remember dude. yeah I think F-Type but if I think YouTube is there I think you man yeah that, and yeah. that
1: <laughs> customs era That I mean that like, F-Type it. lived there because yeah, I was yeah. rewrapping wrapping it every week so yeah
2: those two have what about you what would you have yeah can I take the can I take the XKR out because that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's sure. not fair because I feel like oh, that's awful if I don't say that mm. my favourite car I had I just feel like it ticked every box for me I just really enjoyed it I, I really liked my AMG GTC. Oh, the, my, okay. convert, my I had a, a convertible. Because I had a few. I had a, the GTS, GTC, and the GTR. My GTC. I just loved. What I was it I, I just loved it. It was just mm. mid-range. It did everything well. I loved being able to put the roof down. I, just, I loved all of that. So for me, yeah, it'd be my GTC. Yeah, really fair that.
1: enough. And okay. And then fi- final sort of question, car-related. Then is what's the dream car? Where where are you at?
2: do you have something you're working towards? Yeah, yeah, yes and no. Like, it's weird. I feel like I do this all the time, right? So I'll start to like, at one point, I remember I kept saying my dream car was, was a Turbo S and then I bought the Turbo S and I, I remember it's, it's it's really funny because I remember Tony being like, yeah, because I remember I kept saying, people would ask me all the time, what's your dream car? I go, oh, I want a Turbo S. And I remember Tony would always reply to me, go, buy one then. <laughs> <laughs> then I finally bought one and then after about six months, I was kind of like, yeah. Like they're really cool, but it was like, okay, cool. And then they are uh, a I, bit
3: numb, aren't they? They're A, bit a little a numb bit. Device, so yeah. I
2: sold, and then now it's kind of like that's the one thing that always worries me a little bit. That I'll, I'll get something and then go. That's why I'm kind of happy. I haven't I haven't drove the GT3 a lot. I'll have it for a while and then I'll go. Yeah. What do now? you know what I mean? Like what? What now? Um, so what's the? I, I'm, everyone who listens to this podcast and is a big fan is going to want to spit at me in the street when they <laughs> when they hear me ask this question. The the new shape of Entador reveal review really? No no no, we just did this like very recently. <laughs> reveal toe. Let's reveal try it
1: all
3: together.
2: Revuelto. Revuelto. Yeah. Revuelto. Yeah. It's However not a you say. Name is it? It's not the best name, no. but. I'm. I've really You would not fit in that car, mate. Do you think? Uh, well, Aventadors just seem so much bigger than the Hurricans. I've ever. I've never well, actually sat in an Aventador. <laughs> <laughs> not in the cabin. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, saying. I've never actually sat in one. Like, so I don't know. But if I could fit in it, that Revuelto, I'm such a child. I'm like, oh, it's the Lou Lamborghini. That's what I want. But yeah, I think that that would be that would be. See it what I me. mean?
1: So straight t- away they're creating that already.
3: Yeah.
2: T-
1: Tony's big thing about that. It, he's got it all wrong, essentially. He was like, what, Lambo? Like, it's a lot of crap. It's just an Aventador. And a face, a Aventador. W- but that's is. the whole point, right? So your excitement, and I think my excitement comes from the fact it's the big V12 Lambo. That's it,
2: that's it, man. Like,
1: you're not getting in that to go around the Nürburgring.
2: No. You're no, getting no.
1: into it because it's the big V12 Lambo and the theatre and everything about it. It just excites you. It's the poster car.
2: I know this is going to sound funny, but like for me, like when you compare the brands between Lambo and Ferrari, and you know this is this is actually quite what when I look at it from an outside perspective I look at me and my brother I bought a hurricane and he bought a he had a four eight eight and it's like it's they prop, the, proper they they're the difference I can I won't lie to you the Lambo to me is just like he just it screams. Yeah. Boy Racer he managed yeah. to get a bit of money beyond yeah. him. He, and I'm proudly part of that team guys. <laughs> I'm proudly part of that team. Poor Wallace should have been here this week. <laughs> <laughs> he would have, should have burst through the door in a second, Literally. didn't he? <laughs> um okay amazing dude. Well look, uh, what do you so you got the Kiss Mo- Morning show? Yeah. And that's 5 days a week. 5 days a week. So mon- Monday to Friday. Um yeah, me and Perry do that 7 Perry to 11. Into cars? Do you know what he do you know what he's just bought he's just bought a um a cross turismo uh Taken, taken. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah, he? Electrical. Yeah, he bought one of those. That's he quite loved a good that. car, Yeah, yeah, he, he loves it, man. He okay. thinks it's really. really do, you, do you see that from Tony? It's funny. He hates electric cars, yeah. but because he's Porsche, he yeah, can't yeah. quite but bring it, himself to say he doesn't it, like but it. But it
3: is it is the best one. To be, and I've said that I've said that often. So you know the diversity stuff. So when you go on tour, what happens to the radio?
2: We have to do it on tour. Oh wow! Is, but do that. Is, I won't lie to you, man. That is brutal. Like, that is really. We toured really last cool. year and we did the um we did the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. And, you know, we, you know, everyone at the time, you know, uh, bless obviously passed now, but she, um, I think everyone kind of, it was on the cards, right? She was yeah. quite all healthy. Yeah, she yeah. was like, look, this is probably going to be like the last huge event for the Queen. So when we got asked to do it, it was like, of course. Um, so we was, we was on tour. We performed at the Platinum Jubilee and we performed on the Britain's Got Talent final all in the same week, right? So we were, me and Perry were getting up at um, about 5 Um, because we could start a little bit later because we was doing the radio show from hotels our producer was there came on tour with us we'd set up a whole mobile kit not too dissimilar to this except we'd have a transmitter here as well Um, we'd do the radio show finish that go upstairs have a quick shower go over to the venue we'd do a matinee show then an evening show which wouldn't finish till about half 10, 11 then you'd rehearse till about 3 in the morning go back to the hotel 2 hours sleep back up and you, and then you, and then you'd be uh, back on the radio show. Wow! And, the, and those shows, Matt and Anne, evening shows—they're like two and a half hours long each. So it's like physically you're drained, mentally you're drained because you'd be like, oh, so that this year is going to be the end of this year is going to be a tough old, For sure. tough old ass with the radio show tour. Obviously, a newborn as well. It's all going to be a bit turbo. I and you
3: and you're obviously the radio show, like your proper contracted to the radio show course, right yeah. so, so yeah, yeah. The, the, what do they do do they tie you in for two or three years Is that a, yeah is so we, we've
2: a... we've kissed they're like i've got to say a big shout out to kiss they are like the coolest people to consider and i say guys we're going to be away for six months of this year i know that you have like one of the biggest radio shows in the country but can you and it is one us? of the biggest right yeah as man, in, it's huge yeah, yeah. Like, commercially in... it's one of the biggest like breakfast shows out there
3: and per day how many listens to, does does the breakfast show get do you know what this is awful you don't know. Oh, I don't
2: know. <laughs> Do you know what? You can I, edit that bit out. <laughs> leave
3: it,
2: leave it up, just, I'll tell you why I don't know. I purposely, with TV stuff, I always check. With radio, I don't. And I'll tell you why. It's because for me, with radio, I go on there with Perry and I go, let's make the most fun that we can and bring listeners in into it. Yeah. When you start getting bogged down with figures and trying to change stuff to what you think will help, yeah. it rarely does. Fair. And you end up diluting this Like, they asked us to do it for a reason. We have a fan base for the radio show for a reason. When you start trying to change it, you start diluting it to make something like... And it just it very rarely works and you end up losing more people anyway because the people that want, were listening to it because of what they liked you're not doing that anymore so it's, we. I, I try not to get too bogged down with figures all I know is is that we get a report every couple of months and it's either you've gone up you've gone down or you held steady and I don't think we've ever gone down we've always held steady or gone up and that's all I care about yeah, you know what I mean so that's, that's that's what I focus on that side of it and just go with it there um, super, yeah.
1: super impressive mate I, th- I think it's uh, I couldn't imagine having to do having to bring that energy ev- every morning and have that vibe. I mean, it's tough enough, and we do one a week. Sometimes we come in here, we're like, "Oh god, Gosh. here we go." It. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a nightmare. Um, but look, mate, we've we've taken up enough of your time, especially after you did a show this morning. So, thank you so much for swinging by. All, it man. feels like we could do another two or three episodes.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. Genuinely, any time. This this has been. I've done quite a few podcasts. I'll be honest, mate. This has been the most fun I've had on a podcast <laughs> like, ever. So, anytime um, we've done that, that before,
3: be back. before, so we know that. though <laughs>
2: And Tony strikes again. End on a Tony note. Of course we have. Thanks, Tony.
1: Well, we'll see you out on the road somewhere. If you see an Etron GT being driven very slowly, or a black GT3 being parked up in FM's car parks, uh, you'll know who it is. But yeah, mate, thank you so much for coming on. With me. Thanks, we really appreciate dudes. it. Cheers. Thank you.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?